0: Hello, hello, and welcome everyone to the second episode of the Modern Mastery Podcast. My name is Dan Co, and today I have a very special guest. His name is Zaid K. Dahaj. We've been good friends since we started growing our businesses, and he helped me out from the very start, and I admire every take that he has. He has very good thought out open-minded takes on almost every topic he can articulate himself very well and today uh, we touched on holistic health competitive soccer the state of the world and many other things and just so you guys know zaid himself is a competitive soccer player Uh, he has been playing his entire life and he has dedicated himself to pursuing personal development in all areas specifically health. He is very knowledgeable in the health area compared to the quote-unquote experts in this given day and time which we do talk about on the podcast. But before we get started and as I don't have any sponsors I want to talk about Modern Mastery HQ for a very brief moment. What it is is a community where we help you uh, achieve mastery in the main three pillars. Business, mind and body right that is everything you need to become a sovereign individual and there is just so much in that community that i can't put into words so if you want to check that out for yourself and make the decision and possibly support me and the podcast go to join.modernmastery.co that is join.modernmastery.co all right brother Zaid, what's up man how are you doing
1: What's up, brother Dan? I'm excited to be on here. Glad that you uh, you started this podcast up, and uh, looking forward to this conversation.
0: Hell yeah, yeah. So to start, I remember I don't know, It was in the the community where you posted you're betting on yourself. You're going to Costa Rica, was it? To correct, yes. Uh, do some soccer stuff. So yeah, I want to hear more about that. Like, what was your what was your thought process? going through that and deciding that that was what you should do.
1: Mm. Yeah. So right now I'm, I'm kind of in a limbo state with soccer because I'm at the point where I'm getting older. Uh, I turn 25 next January. And for, for, in terms of the, in the context of athleticism, the older you get, the less likely you are going to be picked up for any professional game. So, I have a friend uh, who is actually going to, Co- who's on his way to Costa Rica right now. I'm going to be joining him soon. And he basically convinced me that I should give this a shot. I should go to uh, Costa Rica for a month, live, breathe, and play soccer, put myself in front of uh, pro- professional teams and, and various scouts. But, you know, he, he made a good point. He's like, of course, you only live once. And if anything, this trip is going to give you clarity on uh, what you want to do with soccer specifically. So from that point forward, I was just like, fuck it, you know, I might as well take this chance. It's not, I mean, relatively speaking, it's not a lot of money. I get to go to a new country, get to experience a new culture. So, yeah, I'm just uh, very excited to go there. Very excited to uh, see what happens. But either way, I'm going to enjoy myself and learn a lot.
0: That's so sick because, you know, I went to Mexico and it was kind of the same deal where yeah. uh, well, one, I, I ended up leaving like pretty soon after I got there just because mm-hmm. one, I, I, I packed up and left home like out of nowhere after a breakup. And it, it just wasn't the right time for me to go and try and find yeah. myself. I wasn't trying to find myself, but uh, like experience that different lifestyle So yeah, either way, it's going to be an incredible experience for you. But do you think? So first, soccer—you've been playing pretty much your entire life. What? Yeah,
1: started. uh, Started playing at four.
0: Okay, so are you? How confident are you in this? Like, do you think it's just a matter of getting in front of the right people?
1: Without a doubt, because I've had experiences where I've attended pro trials. I've attended different academies and i've gotten a lot of good looks from people who are very experienced in the game so i don't i have no doubt in my skill set like mm. you mentioned it's literally just about putting yourself in a position where you can take advantage of an opportunity and from there i mean the the entire course of your life could change so th- that's yeah. not an, i don't have any any issues with insecurity on the on the game end because i've been doing this for so long it's it's right. literally what i'm best at
0: That's awesome, dude. With the entire soccer thing, um, one, that's that's very unique to me because you don't see that very much on Twitter, right? I think it's cool to have that as like a defining property of what you're about and what it's taught Mm -hmm. you throughout life because I'm assuming, and this leads into another question, is that soccer has probably taught you very much of the lessons that you refer back to today. So in a nutshell, what would you say those lessons are? Like what, what has soccer taught you the most as you're going about
1: day-to-day life? Mm, That's, that's a very good question. I think, I mean, there, there are of course a lot of lessons uh, to gain from that experience, but I think the most important one The most crucial one is just the aspect of discipline, which I speak a lot on it. You know, as an athlete, nobody is there to hold your fucking hand, to do the work, to show up to training, uh, to make sure your diet's on point, your sleep is on point. Everything comes down to you. It's all about personal responsibility and whether or not you have the discipline to go out and put yourself three, four, five steps ahead of the competition. And I'm sure in your case, online business, the same thing applies. It's like there are yeah. so many, you know, it's a saturated market, so to speak. But from my perspective, that means that it's a market that's working. So from that perspective, how are you going to put yourself, how are you going to make yourself stand out? Yeah. Because, for example, there are, there are a billion fucking toothbrush companies out there, right? Yep. But if you start a toothbrush company... And then you, you center it around being eco-friendly, being whatever, whatever, that's going to make you stand out. So I think, I think the discipline aspect is, is the most important part for me.
0: Okay. So the, the discipline is your USP, your unique selling point for that. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I always love how, uh, like marketing and sales, it could, it could go for anything, but like marketing and sales really applies to anything. Like it's, it's, it's more like uh, understanding human psychology and how to like make friends and persuade people is a very useful skill because if you learn marketing and sales, then you've kind of learned how to like approach women and talk to women and hopefully speak to them in an ethical way to make the conversion, quote unquote.
1: Yeah, th- this, is, this is the amazing thing. It's like when you, when you learn something, when you learn a valuable skill, that valuable skill doesn't just, it's, it doesn't only provide value within that certain context. It bleeds into every other aspect of your life. So like, for example, in your case, learning online marketing, you, uh, learn how to approach women differently. You learn how to negotiate with other people in different circumstances. I think that's the most amazing thing. It's like, don't only think about one specific skill from the perspective of, you know, this little circle, think about how, how broadly it can apply to the rest of your life.
0: Right, right, right. And that's why so many people, myself included, and you included stress, uh, skill acquisition, because with any of that, like no matter what you learn, Mm. I know a lot of people are about the whole, like avoid shiny object syndrome, whatever. I personally didn't do that. I went through every single shiny object imaginable, and I learned a shit ton from them because I was learning different skills and how they interact with each other. And by understanding those different skills, I understood that there were underlying principles for those in making yeah any of those work in the online business space in your case it's the soccer space in mm. someone else's case it could be coding or tech who knows that's yeah the beautiful thing about skill acquisition and why i think that people should be continuously feeding their curiosities and this is something that i've been stuck on for mm like the past month and kind of want to get your thoughts on it. The whole reading ordeal, right? Because you'll see people say, oh, reading's a waste of time because you're just procrastinating and Mm -hmm. like, it's like mental masturbation because you're reading, but not doing anything about it. Right. And then of course there's the people that read and implement, but my main thing here, and what has shown to be very powerful, is all I've been scheduling time for either like listening to a podcast, an audiobook, or just reading a physical physical book outside. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you, like even if I don't use that knowledge, it's just a great time, right? My my mind is going crazy, like bouncing ideas back and forth, and. If one of those ideas has the possibility of changing the direction of my life, I think it's a very worthy pursuit to continuously read or just consume good information on a daily basis.
1: Yeah, no, I I totally agree. Because if, if anything, it's like, let's focus less on the actual process of reading and think about where that intention comes from if if you're interested in books if you're interested in personal development that means that you are lucky enough to have developed a curious mind and curiosity is the one thing that i think a lot of people don't have these days because they're i mean they're either complacent they are stuck whatever the reason may be i focus less on the reading itself and more on the intention that that comes from it, if that makes sense.
0: That comes from it, or
1: that you have before actually reading? That you have before actually reading. Because listen, it, it doesn't even have to apply to reading. You can look at it from the perspective of, okay, I'm going to get into crypto trading. I'm going to learn about crypto trading. I'm going to learn about health. Um, you don't necessarily have to read a book on those things to, uh, become more competent in them it's Mm -hmm. more so it's more so the value of curiosity in and of itself and i think modern society and the distractions that come with it destroy that that innate feeling that we all have as a child because every child is curious you don't have to you don't have to whip a 10 year old into a frenzy to you know go look at the butterflies or play around with a ball or something like that
0: 100 percent man I was talking about that yesterday, but that is 100% true. And I want to get, you mentioned modern society. This podcast yeah. is called Modern Mastery. So <laughs> what are your thoughts on like the way that modern society is going? Like what, what are the things that people should avoid? Because there's many You'd probably avoid all of it. But <laughs> what do you think? Uh Yeah. <laughs> is like a good thing to look out for, to to give people Mm -hmm. a sense of awareness of like, hey, this is what I should avoid because it's going to lead me to becoming overweight, victim mindset, all that beautiful stuff Mm -hmm. that comes with everything that's going on right now.
1: All those excellent results. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's a very tough one. What would I pinpoint that to? I would, I mean, I'd say honestly, just unplug from any conventional information slash news outlet, because Mm -hmm. I mean, if you look at mainstream media, you watch Fox, MSNBC, CNN, it's, it's all, it's all about creating a narrative around fear. You know, they just want to make you fearful because then you can become their puppet to control Um, But even outside of that, if you look at like conventional Twitter, conventional Instagram, it's just a lot of it's just bullshit. It's like, why do, for example, why do I need a Snapchat account? (laughs) If it serves the same function as Instagram or Twitter, since they all now have stories, why do I have to add another layer of so-called deception or bullshit onto my normal life? So I think, I really think it's just stripping yourself away from that getting quiet and just putting yourself in a position to learn or to, to be around good ideas and good people. I'd, I'd be curious to see what your answer is as well.
0: Yeah, mine is kind of the same thing, but from a different perspective. So focusing on those, they aren't really basics, but learning the principles of what makes the good life. Right. And you can see mm-hmm. the people that are making the good, like living the good life. There are some on social media, like there are yep. some good ones on social media that I enjoy following people that have podcasts, etc. So really again, about like sparking that curiosity, because I do think that you can cultivate it. Right. Mm-hmm. If you have something that you're at least somewhat interested in, there's a podcast out there. There are blog posts out there. There are specific social media accounts out there that put out good information. And it does take some time to actually find that good information. Mm. But like if you if you just pick up a book that someone recommends because you said you want to learn more about health, then pick it up, start reading it, like schedule a time to read it. And I guarantee that will lead into many different other things if you don't deny the curiosity that comes after that. right? Because that'll kind yeah. of put some good programming in your head that can lead to untying all that other stuff. Because you're getting perspectives from that health book that are completely different from what mainstream news or uh, just some regurgitated Instagram account Mm. on how to actually improve your health. And then you can try it and actually live part of that. And then you see the benefits, you see the progress, and then you want to do more and learn more and become better.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. And actually I posted a tweet yesterday. I did listen to, uh, the first episode you had with Joey and you mentioned uh the self-deprecating humor that shows like up that in memes shit. like in meme culture <laughs> yeah yeah i'm I, i'm of the same mind but it's like i posted i posted a comment on twitter i forgot what it was on but it was basically like i'd rather i'd rather have my timeline full of quote unquote surface level platitudes than just people yep. vomiting memes about how depressed they are how fucking miserable their life is because that yep. matters at the end of the day it's like you either have healthy inputs no matter how seemingly surface level they are or you have unhealthy ones yeah and your subconscious picks up on everything so i'd rather take the uh, the healthy inputs
0: yeah for sure and that yeah you since you listened to that when you heard our whole discussion on the platitudes and for people that don't know what platitudes are it's like quotes or things that are Cliche, like if I told you to drink water and everyone else is telling you to drink water or like, oh, live your best life. Simple follow things your, like Follow that. your dreams. <laughs> follow your dreams. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's funny. And I think it is funny, the people that like make fun of them. But at the same yeah. time, it's exactly what you said. Like when I go out and read a book or listen to a podcast, there are little hints of those platitudes, Right. Like they're, Mm -hmm. they're speaking and those, the lessons that they're teaching can be distilled down into those platitudes. So if you actually have an open mind and you're going through Twitter, like why, why would a surface level platitude like anger you or upset you when there could be much worse things on your timeline, as you said?
1: Yeah. And I I just think it's a lack of perspective because I mean, why are you, why are you so focused on other people's accounts? If, if you, if you really want to take advantage of this platform, focus on yourself and connect with other people, but mostly ignore, you know, what kind of content is coming out from, from other people.
0: Yeah. That kind of leads me to a question about Twitter. What Mm -hmm. like, In the very long term, like I I now after creating this whole modern mastery thing, I have like a very long term vision for this, like extremely long term for Twitter and you building your personal brand. Do you have that long term vision? Like what what impact do you want to have on one specific person and the entire audience that you build along the way?
1: That's a good question. Um, I'll be I'll be honest, you know, you hear you hear talk about oh you should you should plan your life 10 to 20 years in advance. You should <laughs> uh, think about your vision and while I think vision is valuable, while I think it's valuable to think about, you know, what exactly you want out of life, I don't think you can plan for life. And this is something that I've struggled with because, you know, for example, when I was 17, 18 years old, I had plans of playing soccer professionally but mm-hmm. I had no fucking clue that my dad was going to die. I had no clue that, you know, I'd be struggling with other things in my life. So now I've completely thrown out the idea that I should plan for the future. And instead mm-hmm. I'm trying to, my focus is more on maximizing the day and maximizing maximizing the week ahead uh, or the month ahead. So when it comes to the whole impact of Twitter, I think it's just, you know, if I can make somebody rethink their lifestyle and rethink how they're being programmed. I've done my job. And as far as the whole, like, yeah, as far as the whole making income online, I'm not too worried because I have, I have the mindset that I'll figure it out. Um, Right. Things will work out exactly as, as they need to. So other than that, it's, it's more of like, I'm trying to detach from the whole thing because I could lose this Twitter account. Right. So,
0: I love that, man. And I've, I've noticed that myself when, because it's the whole presence thing as well, like being in the moment at any point of your day, because if you're focused too much on the actual outcome 10 years from now, that's not Mm going to be good when you're actually doing the work right now. It's good to, I guess, remind yourself of it, but day to day, that 100% should not be your main focus because the more you focus on it, the more attached you're going to become to it.
1: Yeah, and for example, you look at, let's look at the rate of change that is happening nowadays in 2021. It's, it's absolutely insane because I can scroll through a whole news feed on Twitter in just one day, not even one day, half a day. And I'll feel like, I'll honestly feel like I've been through six months worth of shit. because so much is happening now. And so much is being exposed because of the internet age and what we have.
0: That's fucking insane. It really is because I don't even know what this is called, but I guess it is the rate of change or when people say and talk about how much we've advanced in like the past hundred years and how it's been an exponential curve Mm -hmm. and how it's going to continue to be an exponential curve. Since we are in this space and we have that mindset of one, figuring it out, two, self reliance, like we have to take personal responsibility and make sure that we create our own futures for ourselves by not relying on someone else. So I'm very optimistic about these next yeah. 10 years because of all of the opportunity that's popping up. Like we thought, I don't know if you thought this, I thought I was late to the whole social media game, right? I thought, oh, I could never grow on Twitter. I tried on Instagram, I didn't fucking grow. I tried on YouTube, didn't fucking grow and got on Twitter, grew and it just made me think about how early we actually are to this shit. Like crypto as well. People think they're late to Bitcoin when it's at like 50, 60,000 and it's just begun, right? I was skeptical because it's like, Oh, am I really going to invest at X amount when it's already super high and I can't like reach one Bitcoin with one investment? Yeah. Like, what are your thoughts yeah. on that? Like, in in the next ten years, I don't want to ask like, what do you think will happen because that's impossible to
1: <laughs>
0: guess. Yeah. But yeah, what are your overall thoughts on that?
1: I, I 100% agree with you. This is this is only the tip of the iceberg. If you thought if you thought shit was crazy the last 10 years, the previous 10 years, just wait, just wait until, Mm -hmm. you know, the next Mm -hmm. 10, 20 years, because like you said, the, the exponential curve, it's, it's beginning to go parabolic. And once it hits that, I mean, you you'll see it in crypto. You'll see it, you'll see it in people's health. You'll see it in the way countries deal with each other. It's, it's going to be really Mm. hard to keep up with, a lot of the stuff that's happening or that's going to happen. But at the same time, I think the value or the most important thing, at least is being able to narrow your focus down because when everybody else is focused on the external world, that's when you have to go internal and determine whether you're focused on the right things or not. But yeah, literally just scratching the surface. Insane,
0: truly insane. And I encourage anyone listening to take heavy advantage of that by just diving into those interests.
1: Sorry to interrupt. Here's also the insidious thing. When we look at other creators who have a larger following and who post, you know, their Lamborghinis, large mansions, (laughs) so forth, it makes us feel like we're losing in our lives, Mm -hmm. but it's not true because they are only putting out a very specific aspect of their life, a very, deliberate they're putting out a facade and what i want people to understand is that each person is on their own journey and that you're not late to, to the game even if you're 35 40 years old you can still make yourself a, uh, make yourself into uh, a palpable force within within people's lives so just just keep that in mind
0: i'll touch on that a bit too because as creators I I do see the value in. I don't see the value in like posting Lamborghini Lamborghinis and mansions. I I, I could yeah. never do that. That just seems like I'm throwing my soul out the window. But I do see the value in maintaining some of that privacy of their actual personal life, because people will tell you all the time, like, oh, mm. you or I see it on Twitter, like people that are trying to teach you how to grow a personal brand about being vulnerable and being authentic. And I do not think that that means like showing the in-depth parts of your life because (laughs) you'll go on YouTube and you'll see someone post like, Oh, I just broke up with my girlfriend and one is just clickbait, but two, they're just like crying the entire time and making themselves seem like a pussy when that as well is just one specific part of their life that a lot of people are going to watch. A lot of people are going to remember that because it's emotion provoking Mm -hmm. and it just doesn't seem like the right move. So that's also a benefit because in this day and age, like especially on Twitter, you don't have to really post that much, right? You teach and you give value in your own words and through your own authentic voice. And that's what mm-hmm. really makes the difference.
1: Yeah. It's like, to, to be honest, why do I need to, why do I need to watch a video about a creator breaking up with his girlfriend? <laughs> Frankly, I, I don't give a shit. Yeah. I mean, there it's valuable to speak on the lessons that you've learned or that you've gained from that experience, maybe four or five months after the fact, but you know, I don't need to concern myself with this bullshit clickbait because it doesn't contribute anything to my life. And frankly, only I, I think only stupid people like to like to consume content like that because it doesn't yeah. do anything. It's a waste of time.
0: That's a good point of view because that that leads to the same thing, and that kind of brings me a little bit of clarity. Is because I'm getting into the YouTube game. I want to post mm. more. Of myself although I've never really liked that like I'm not a whole post physique guy but I might in the future who knows just for the fucks fuck of it uh but that's the main thing is like if you want to make it online or as a creator or as anything really it all circles back to starting learning acquiring skills and then after that it's about providing value with those skills right? You always Mm -hmm. hear people say, Oh, provide value, but that doesn't really make sense just in one tweet. So it's, you learn, you become valuable and then you use those skills either to teach like a consulting model or a, uh, Twitter model where you're just like content or you help other people do that. Like if you've learned web design you are valuable and people need your help and you can charge for that help, either in the form of creating a website for them, Mm. teaching them everything they need to know so they don't have to go through that process that you did, right? You've invested the time and if they have money in zero time, they're going to invest in you to give them all of those answers. So in a nutshell, that's really it for how you can actually start doing something online because another thing that I've been on the wave of for a long time and a big principle behind modern mastery is the Mm -hmm. whole autonomy sovereignty like being a free person that can handle anything himself and doesn't rely on someone else to they don't outsource their thinking or their Mm -hmm. income which I believe is
1: Is, is that something you've always had or was there a specific experience you've, you've, what you've been through that forced you to realize like, oh, freedom is the most, freedom and autonomy are the most important things in my life.
0: It's, it's always been on my mind as a kid. Like I, I would see, I always have to preface this with, I'm, I'm not talking shit about my parents. I love my parents, but like they, they aren't very good role models in their actions in terms mm-hmm. of like health and other things that I actually wanted to pursue, like starting a business or doing other things like that, so that's where it all started. I, I knew that that was necessary if I wanted yeah. to avoid the average lifestyle, right? And then after reading a lot of books, I'm I listened to like I don't know if this is good or bad, but I listened to like five audiobooks at once. It's just like when I go outside, it's like oh, this one sounds good for today. <laughs> I'll start off here. And the sovereign individual is one that I started listening to. And I'm only like an hour into it, maybe. And they're talking about all the things that we've just talked about, about how uh, the world is going to be changing exponentially within the next 10 to 20 years. And if you can think the main thing that I've got out of it, because it resonated with me, is that if you can think clearly and critically then you should not really have a problem getting rich by their terms. In my terms, it would be being very content with your Mm. lifestyle. I guess that's considered rich by Mm. some definition.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And when you, when you think about, the thing is with, with this new, with the new time that we live in, all the barriers are being broken down. They're either completely destroyed or are actively being broken down. And the people in charge or institutions, they're going to fight tooth and nail to try to maintain the status quo. But with the, with the direction that we're headed in, it's, it's never going to be easier to become healthy. It's never going to be easier to start your online business. Apply that to various domains in your life, which, which, makes, it, which makes it even more crucial to understand that the things that will separate you from most people are the intangibles. Are you able to practice discipline? Are you able to be responsible for yourself? When shit hits the fan, are you able to keep yourself calm and think critically, as you mentioned? So yeah, a lot of the barriers are being broken down. It's it's just new territory, but I'm very excited to see where we go with this.
0: Same, man. Same, same. I want to talk a bit about health, because I know you're very Mm. health conscious. I I love your takes on health. Although mine are a bit different. I was raised in the whole, (laughs) or I I fell into the whole like flexible dieting, uh, II FYM. Um, if it fits your macros wave, and I'm still kind of on that. I've been adopting more of the esoteric health advice that people are dishing out. And it, it, it really works like the whole, I want to hear, your perspective on inflammation? Because one, I I just know it's a fucking terrible thing. What does it lead to? And what can you change in your diet to prevent it? Because I've also heard about the elimination diet, which that's the main thing of it, right? You're eliminating foods that don't really sit well with you Mm -hmm. and reduce inflammation. Like what are, yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at that.
1: Um, okay. So I'd like to, let me add a caveat to the whole inflammation thing. So there's natural, there's natural inflammation that occurs in the body, whether it's to heal an injury. Um, yeah, I think, I think the main process for normal inflammation is to heal injuries, but there's also chronic inflammation and that's what we really have a problem with. So whether it comes to sleep deprivation, uh, processed food being, I mean, even jumping in a, in a chlorinated pool, A lot of people don't, don't Mm. know that chlorine is a toxin and your skin absorbs that. So it's, it's a really major problem. And with the whole, how diet relates to it is it's tricky because each person's diet is different from other people's it's diet is very individual. Mm -hmm. So for some people, they might thrive on carnivore. Other people might thrive on a well-done vegetarian diet. Uh, So the, I think the most important thing is to take a notebook, write down what you eat on a daily basis, write down the time you eat it, and then write down what symptoms you feel from that uh, specific food. And then over time, you'll begin to connect the dots and see, okay, this works well with my body. This doesn't. And the, the craziest thing is that it changes over time. A diet that works well for you six months ago might not work well for you right now because you're going through more stress. You are, uh, you're thinking differently. All of this stuff plays a a key role, but yeah, the, I mean the, the whole chronic inflammation, that's a very big topic and we can obviously dive (laughs) deep into each category.
0: (laughs) No, we don't, we don't have to do that. I, I just wanted to get, your idea on it, because I know it's a, it's a term that's thrown around a lot. I mean, I even throw it around because that it's kind of the word that I use when I'm trying to use a word synonymous with like garbage foods. Mm. Right. Go ahead. I heard that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Honestly, I think it's a lot more simple than people have, than people make it out to be. If you want to be healthy, move consistently Cut out the processed bullshit that you know is bad for you. Um, get great sleep. Make sure that's on point. And cut out, you know, sugary beverages, drink water, drink coconut water. Like, stick to the basics. You can never go wrong with the fundamentals in any area. So, yeah, that I mean, with health, that's like, it's the Pareto, dist- Pareto principle. That's 90% of what you need to know.
0: Nice. Hell yeah. I'm on the right track then, (laughs) but, uh, for, so for, I I have two things that come to my mind that I want to learn about you. One, how do you get amazing sleep? Because Mm -hmm. I remember a tweet from your saying that you like put a Zin in too late one day and it like (laughs) fucked up your sleep. And that made me think because I I use Zins like as a nootropic, I, they're amazing. They are amazing. Yeah, I want to hear your thoughts on sleep and then I also want to hear because you talked about coconut water and I've been on a big like I, it was actually your tweet. Fuck, I bought the I bought Redmond's real salt. Yeah. Because I was using Himalayan Himalayan pink salt and I read you said something about plastics in there, so I'm like fuck it, I'm going to buy this one that mm. this guy recommended and I put it in my water every morning and I feel absolutely amazing after just chugging like a huge, nearly gallon thing of it. Yeah. So sleep first. And then we can talk about the whole salt thing because this, this, this shit's so interesting to me, man. Like people, people will trash morning routines. Like they'll see a morning routine on YouTube and be like, Oh, this guy's a guru, but I want to see <laughs> like what they do in a day and see how I can take specific things from it and, and, make the quality of my life better. That's really all it is, is like a constant pursuit for a higher quality of life. But yeah. Yeah, and
1: I, I respect that because this is health. I, I think health is something that I honestly don't speak enough about because it's a, it's a really big passion of mine. Um, but in, in regards to this whole sleep aspect, so it starts from the moment you wake up. Uh, in terms of my personal routine, I wake up, I make sure to expose a lot, most of my body to the sun, get outside immediately. Uh, what Mm -hmm. that does is it aligns our circadian rhythm. We are, we follow the natural cycle of the sun. So very important. And then I think the most important thing to understand with the quality of sleep is to make sure that you stop caffeine, uh, caffeine intake by noon. And then I'd say nicotine intake by six, although it differs, it differs for, for different people. Mm -hmm. Um, After that, I'd say cut out, make sure your your last meal is at 7 p.m. Make sure you have three to four hours before you go to bed. That's been a a big help to my sleep quality. And I've seen other people back that up on Twitter. What else? What else? Exercise consistently. That's very important. Um, Because a problem that I see a lot of people have is like, I'm too wired to go to sleep. Well, okay. Train, train like a motherfucker and then. You won't have a problem doing that.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: I think that's pretty much it. And then uh, of course, I think, uh, put your phone on air- airplane mode. That's also yeah. a big one.
0: Is that, do you do that? So you don't get notifications or is this the whole like 5g toxin
1: type deal? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's both. There are studies to show that EMF radiation is a real thing. It does impact sleep quality and quantity. Um, at the same time, if somebody hits you up, you don't want, you know, loud notifications going on in the middle of the night because that'll disrupt the quality of your sleep. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice. Okay. Do do... Do you have any major problems when it comes to, when it comes to sleep?
0: No, the past two days I've been waking up at like three, like today I woke up at three, tried to go straight back to bed. Couldn't. So I broke my own rule of like not getting on my phone, got on my yeah. phone. That's why I was on Twitter so early today is because I was just like replying to people and trying to go to sleep in between. Mm. But I, the, I think it's because I went to bed so early, like the, the past two nights I have just been super tired and would go to bed at like eight 30. And so mm-hmm. I ended up waking up earlier. I'm guessing because of that, but normally no, it, it's pretty consistent. Like, 10 p.m. bedtime, 7 a.m., 6.30 to
1: 7, waking up. Yeah, that's actually um, another important thing. Make sure the timing of when you go to bed is on point. So I'd say 11 p.m. at the latest, but even then that's pushing it. So 10, 10.30 ideal is an ideal time. And then the wake-up time doesn't really matter. It's more of, you know, when you go to bed, take advantage of the earlier hours in the night and you should be good. Yeah. Yeah, dude, you do
0: you need to post more about health because that ties in very well with discipline. Like I don't see why yeah. that why those couldn't like intermingle and be somewhat of like a an offer because I know you offer like the discipline consulting combined mm-hmm. with health one that adds a little bit of uniqueness like your USP I guess because yeah. there's a lot of health consultants and some some harp on having good habits, but none really have that like discipline focused thing.
1: And also the thing is, it's such a fucking rabbit hole. Like
0: if I were to tell you
1: how much, how much time I've spent from 18 years old up to this point, learning about health, buying books on it, learning about, you know, you, you can't only learn about nutrition or sleep on its own you have to think about evolutionary biology you have to think about how we evolved it's it takes a lot so i i can see the value in that and i'll start to think more about how to you know how to package that
0: yeah for sure that i really want to know your take is on like the expert Mm. the experts of the industry and like as things go on and as that whole like sovereignty, autonomy, independence, movement continues and more people get there, I believe more people will start to shift towards getting their information on specific subjects from those people who have studied it deeply rather than someone who has uh, credentials or a certification, right? Because you go Mm -hmm. to the gym and you see personal trainers that are fat and probably shouldn't be training someone else because their life is clearly in shambles. Yeah and they're getting paid to train people. And then like, I've had, I'm, I know quite a few fitness coaches where people will hop in their DMS and ask for their credentials as if it means something when they have testimonials and their own body to show for it. Yeah. Go ahead. What, what are, what are your thoughts on that and how, how can people, how can people find the right information? I know it's like a rabbit hole mm. but like how did you go about finding that right information and having that like knowing that it's at least closer to the truth than what these credentialed people are pushing
1: no it's a it's a great question um i think you have to you have to take everything with a grain of salt Uh, Even if it comes from your perfect guru, like I don't care how many, how many degrees they have, how jacked they are. You have to take every bit of information with a grain of salt. And the only way to understand whether or not it's grounded in truth is to experiment. You have to, if, if something is true for you, then that means you can replicate a good result through direct experience. So it's, it's not enough to read about how to uh, start incline benching, for example, you know, the whole, the whole uh, AJAC meme. Yeah. meme, <laughs> you, you have to actually incline bench over, you know, the period of months, years and see what that does to your body. And then you can, you can specifically give advice to other people about that, but then you also have to mention that they have to do it as well. Right. Um, so it's a very tricky landscape. Uh, but the whole credential thing, I I do like to shit on people who have credentials who think they know it all because it's this whole thing where it's, okay, just because you have a PhD doesn't mean you understand how everything is interconnected here. Um, Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the same thing with, with listening to authority figures. It's like you can put yourself in a position to be one, but at the same time, you have to understand that Everybody is different. Uh, Advice needs to be customized to yourself. And forget about whether somebody has a degree or not. Focus more on whether they're embodying the actual philosophy they espouse.
0: That's a fucking perfect answer, dude. Because I completely agree. Holy shit. Yeah. That's amazing. Because... I've always been the person that doesn't want to trust those people because I know Mm. that there's some motivation behind it. Like watch, watch where the money goes. Right. Yeah. And what that causes people to do. So I think that's huge. Like if, if the people that are listening to this podcast, I would assume understand that, right. Mm -hmm. That like the, the information that people put out, especially if they're, smaller and not as well known and not as heavily biased it like if you actually take that and experience it directly as you said that's a huge key in all of this to figure it out for yourself and see if it actually works for you because and damn that that's another thing is when i got into that whole if it fits your macros thing I was very one-sided like I could not see any other side it's like this is the holy grail anyone who denies the whole like calories in calories out uh whatever it's bullshit it works for everyone (laughs) I was dead set on that and I've like there are good principles in that diet but um like overall it took seeing other people's experiences trying different diets for myself like just an an elimination diet for example i tried the vegan diet Mm. for a long time fuck that shit i'm (laughs) never doing that again
1: but that (laughs) is one of the most (laughs) difficult diets to follow
0: it is because i was reading um you know grim grim hood on twitter Yeah. yeah yeah he i
1: love i love that account
0: yeah he or she i don't know what pronoun he goes by, but he was saying that like a B12 deficiency will absolutely fuck you up. And he was talking about how he was having like nervous system degeneration and other crazy shit. And I believe B12 is one of the main things that you're like recommended to supplement on a vegan diet. So if you go into a vegan diet, just trying to save the animals, then And you don't like do any prior reading (laughs) before, then you're kind of fucked. Right. If you don't understand. I have have
1: friends who's. Yeah, sorry to interrupt. I have friends whose sisters, you know, just randomly started to to follow the vegan diet. And, you know, they went from elite sprinters to, I mean, just a complete train wreck physically, at least physically and mentally. So it's not it's not something to fuck around with.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Really. Okay, here's one thing that I, I, I personally haven't thought this through too much because it's very easy to pick sides. It's very easy to be like, ah, oh, nah, fuck, fuck the animals, or like, oh, if you don't want to save the animals, you're immoral and a piece of shit. What? And I, I've watched cowspiracy. I don't buy a lot of it i've watched Mm -hmm. game changers i listened to the whole joe rogan podcast after with the whole debate but what are your thoughts on the whole like ethics behind it do you think that enough people could go vegan to actually change the world in some way or are we missing is there like a piece missing from
1: that logic There, there is a lot of information missing. I think, you know, of course, people who, I mean, generally people who follow a vegan diet are very zealous about it. They're, they're more of like jihadi types. They want to save the entire world and not eat cows or whatever, but they don't take into account for, for example, we can bring up the topic of monocrops. Do, do people know how many, how many animals die because of, of, uh, of harvesting monocrops? Like there are literally trailers that are that have blades on them. I don't know the specific mechanics, but they don't discriminate in terms of, of animal life. They kill small deer, they kill rabbits, they kill insects, they kill anything in its way. Um, not to mention the fact that it's terrible for the planet that we're just growing corn and soy everywhere. Um, but yeah, another rabbit hole, you know the whole meat being bad for, uh, the planet thing has been, has been debunked by Rob Wolf. He's a, he's a good source to uh, to read about. He wrote an entire book mm. on it. But yeah, there are a lot of holes in that in that whole philosophy.
0: Interesting. I've always wondered about that. the The thing that turns me off from it, and I think is the main lesson pertaining to fitness or just diets in general, is mm. the whole like zealous mindset about it right just attaching to one idea of it and sticking by that idea being closed minded and not not allowing your mind to see that there are other points of view here that could have like drastically change your perspective on that situation
1: i think i think the most honestly the most dangerous thing that people have to watch out for these days is ideology because if you, if you take a look at our political landscape in the United States, at least, the reason why we're destroying ourselves from the inside out is because it's either, we're either Democrats or conservatives. And we hold on to either of those philosophies so tightly that we, we can't see the bigger picture of how we're actually destroying ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and that applies to, a, to almost anything. I mean, you have people, you have people who are zealous about meditation oh, you're supposed to meditate in a specific way or else it doesn't apply or else it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing how the human mind can just can just grasp onto one specific idea and not let go of it at its own peril. So, you know, the, the value of open-mindedness is, it is absolutely priceless, in my opinion. Right.
0: That always brings, I completely agree with you because I was... Mm. And I was that IIFYM zealot, right? I attached to that ideology very much until seeing other people get results in a different way, like started to open my mind up to different avenues regarding that. But Mm. how I'm struggling with, and this comes completely from like a business mind mindset. Yeah. Because when you go into business, you're supposed to commit and you're supposed to stick to the plan. And you're supposed. It's very. It's very scientific. It's very do A B C D, and then the marketing gets a bit like. Okay, you need to be a bit creative here and mm-hmm. uh, think it through. But you still do market research and base your marketing around that. So it's very methodical, and like easy to follow, right? Yep. So with for someone who has that mindset, how can you be more open minded? Because I personally love like just hearing different perspectives on things. Right. But is there a time where it becomes too much where you're too open-minded and you just have all of these conflicting ideas in your head and you don't know which one that you should add some conviction to, Mm -hmm. is that the right word where you believe? Yeah, Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'd say, I would, I would agree. There's a, there's a fine line you have to walk with, with everything. So I mean, you could be, you could be so open-minded that you get persuaded to drink the Kool-Aid, so to speak, of some, some guru. Mm. Yeah. Um, Or on the other end, you can become so dogmatic that you're not willing to experiment with anything and, you know, your life goes to shit. So, I mean, the, I think the greatest way for people to break out of that rigidity, that mental rigidity is is to understand how it's destroying your life. It's like if you're able to connect oh. the dots from A to B and realize like, oh, I'm not getting the results I, that I want because I'm not willing to experiment with anything, then I think that'll begin to, uh, to flip the switch in your mind. Damn. And it's not, like, it's not like I'm perfect. I've been dogmatic about many things. I mean, most right. of, a lot of my friends don't have the perfect diet, for example. So I used to be very dogmatic about that, tell them to, you know, eat more of this, eat less of that. But then, you know, when, when I begin to gain clarity on the fact that, okay, I just need to embody this philosophy. And then from that point, I'll have the most persuasive ability. uh, Mm. You know, it becomes a much easier process.
0: Wow. (laughs) I love that, dude. That's (laughs) awesome. And that that kind of brings us to awareness, right? I remember a tweet you posted because I've I've read the book Awareness by Anthony DeMello. I've done uh, I've I dove down the spirituality rabbit hole a lot when you you kind of summed it up in one tweet, and I was like, fuck, like what how did this not click to me? But you said all (laughs) self-improvement stems from awareness, right? Because you have and that Mm -hmm. sums up exactly what you said. Damn, that's crazy because. Yeah, if something isn't working, and there's something wrong, per se, you need to shine awareness on that. And then there's a path to improve.
1: Yeah, here, here's the trippy thing. I mean, I've, I've noticed this within myself, you don't even have to try to improve um, necessarily. But if you if you realize that a problem manifests within your life, and you consistently apply awareness to it then somehow through some weird process it dissolves mm-hmm. and it's like i'm trying to figure out how that actually works because you know i assume it's more of more of a you get uh more of what you focus on so yeah it's i I've mean awareness noticed, is yeah
0: i've noticed that too like recently i don't want to get too like vulnerable here as we were talking about earlier but yeah i was talking to this chick right super cool great person had a good time and then just out of nowhere like ghosted right and i I did get somewhat attached like i'm aware of that right Mm -hmm. it just happened at that time and so for a good four to five days i was just super anxious and i knew that was why and so I would continue, like, asking myself, like, why do I feel this way, like, what's happening, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. And then by then, it just kind of dissolved. Like, one day, I woke up feeling fucking amazing, and ready to take yeah. over the world again. And then, yeah, it's really weird. The mind is it, fucking weird, dude.
1: Oh, man, I, I can only imagine how most people relate to the mind. Because as somebody who's practiced meditation for years now, to i mean i'm i'm better at quieting my mind but at the same time you can also see how most people are trapped within their mentality because even even something as simple as okay i'm just going to focus on this sound right now and notice whenever my mind gets distracted by a thought you have to realize that that process occurs thousands of times during one day and it's very easy to you know go down that rabbit hole and get stuck within one certain Uh, pattern.
0: So for meditation, I like to give people the advice of like active meditation throughout the day. Mm. Right. What, what do you think is like a baseline that people have to do in order to reap the benefits of observing their thoughts rather than reacting to them?
1: Mm. Uh, honestly they don't e- you don't even have to sit down on a chair or a cushion and you know do a strict meditation you can just do this during your normal day-to-day routine the only reason why a lot of people suggest a strict meditation practice is because it's more of a conscious process it's easier to to start to develop that that line of thinking but if you're in a if you're at a grocery store and you get pissed off that they don't have your fucking favorite pizza rolls like you can you can begin to understand that oh i'm attached to this thought right now and i can detach anytime i want so and yeah you can you can apply that to any situation in your life and from that point it's a skill like anything else you just get better through repetition but it all stems from awareness like we're talking about slash consciousness that's you're good at this man
0: (laughs) (laughs) I like your, I like your takes,
1: but yeah, man, I've I've spent a lot of time thinking about this stuff. So it's not like, it's, it's the only real thing that I'm tangibly interested in, personal development. Yeah, on a holistic level, it's like I don't I don't care about the other surface level stuff, uh, and I'm sure you resonate with that as well.
0: I do because it's shown to, again, increase my quality of life. Like that's the thing. If if you're not dedicated to this whole personal development path. Your life is just going to fucking suck. Like that's, oh, you know what it leads to like picture, picture a person at Walmart. That's your life. If you don't <laughs> go down the personal development path, I'm kidding, but that's <laughs> that's really it though. Like I don't, I couldn't see my life any other way if I didn't dedicate myself to this. Right. And fucking my business now like I'm transitioning Mm. this is so much more aligned with me and I cannot begin to explain like since the launch of modern mastery or just not limiting the topics that I talk about I felt so much better dude I feel like Mm. amazing every time I sit down focus is seamless discipline is seamless like I would never used to go out to the sun I know I look white as all fuck right now. But I promise, I promise I've been out in the sun like every day for the past, like two to three weeks for minimum of 30 minutes, right? Just getting my sun in. I wish I tan dude, I really do. But at least I'm not burning, (laughs) right? I'm not I'm avoiding the bad parts of it. And maybe one day I'll get a tan. But for now, I'm just focused on the sun. And it's like before I never did that right? Because I was like, it just wasn't a part of my day. But now that one, I'm doing things that I enjoy, I know that's an integral part of that journey. And actually like living behind what you preach is incredibly powerful. I think that's a huge bonus, and kind of takes some of the load off of like needing the continuous awareness, because you're Mm -hmm. focusing on something that is so well aligned, with who you want to become and like what you want to do. And you're genuinely you're genuinely enjoying and interested in the work you're doing day by day. So your mind really isn't finding things to latch on to and cause problems out of nowhere.
1: Mm. You know, I recently came across are you familiar with uh, Elliot Hulse? Oh yeah. Oh I love that dude. I've been I've been listening to him for for years now. But he recently posted a video where he was talking about I think the title was like how to understand whether, whether you are on your life purpose or something like that. Mm -hmm. But he mentioned that in general, if you are on the right path at the right time in your life, then everything seems fluid. Everything seems effortless. That's not to say you don't have to bust your ass and work hard, but it's like, it's almost like you experience more synchronicities. Things come to you easier uh, focus comes to you more effortless stuff like that. So I think that's a, that's a a key distinction that I've picked up, picked up on in my life as well. It's like, am I experiencing this seamless transition from moment to moment, day to day, week to week? And if not, what can I do to get to that point?
0: I completely agree with that because I've, I've been at the, the points where like, I wanted to, start a freelancing business just for the sake of money, in a sense. Yeah. And at the time, it was somewhat aligned with what I wanted to do, right? It, it would lead to being sovereign or independent, mm. right? But it wasn't something like, after a little bit, it when I wasn't, oh, fuck, here's the thing that I continuously forget about until it, I have that burst of clarity is when you are doing something for yourself. Yeah. Right. When I'm, I, I have cut back on this more and more. But when, like, you're working with clients, it's especially when you're doing something for them. If you're consulting with them, I, I love that. I, I love the whole consulting model and coaching model, whatever it is. But, like, mm-hmm. the done for you model where you're actually doing the work for them. And if you don't have it outsourced, let's say you're like a freelancer, you, then you can lose. That's when I understand when people say like, oh, if you turn your passion into a job, then it's just going to become another job, right? Yeah. Unless you're doing shit for you and building things around your brand or your mission or your personal brand, whatever it may be, then that's when things become seamless for me, at least. Mm. When I'm doing done for you stuff for other people, it's like, okay, yeah, this is kind of turning into a job and I don't really like it anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's, it's the difference between you have intrinsic motivation and then you have extrinsic motivation. It's like, if you're able to align most of your actions with um, the idea that you are motivated through yourself, you are inspired through what you want and what you enjoy, then that's the most sustainable path. But when you when you look at most people, it's more of like, okay, I'm starting this business because I want a Lamborghini because I yep. want to be like Tom Bilyeu or you know, some, some surface level bullshit like that. So uh, yeah, I think it's a, it's a huge distinction for people to understand. And that's something that I learn about every single day of my life now. I'm well caffeinated up, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super nice. caffeinated up.
0: Yeah, I've got, I've got a zen in specifically for this.
1: That's usually my go-to. It's either like if I'm doing creative work, it's either coffee or Zen. Usually I, I move towards the Zen more often.
0: Oh, that's yeah. not, okay. Something I want to talk to you about. I, I bought this stuff. I bought this shit. Mudwater, right? You may have seen my like post on Twitter and you've probably seen their ads. A lot of people have yeah. like, the people that I talk to have all seen their ads. It's pretty crazy. And I guess this is free promotion for them because I'm talking about it, but it's, let's see. It's like a blend of like mushrooms, including lion's mane, cacao, mm. uh, black tea powder. So it has like minimal caffeine, but I've been yeah. drinking like two cups of those in the morning as opposed to coffee. And it gets me like in the zone, dude. Like I can definitely feel the difference of from just plain coffee to this mud water But I also do take like the magnesium three and eight, creatine, which I know is decent for cognitive function, and then uh, L-theanine because I wanted that more sustainable like coffee boost. So, do you you... know? Do you know anything about like Lion's Mane or the benefits of it, or if the the whole like mushroom coffee or the mushroom drink? for cognitive performance. Do you know anything about that?
1: Yeah. The, I mean the whole adaptogen. So I think Mm. a lot of these mushrooms are classified as adaptogens. So what that means is it basically, it, it is a, it has a balancing effect on your body. If, if you are low in a specific hormone, then it'll balance it out and even everything uh, so that you're more even keeled physiologically. Um, Mm. But I've, I've experimented a lot with there's chaga uh, I, have, I have an autoimmune issue, psoriasis. So I've experimented with chaga. I've experimented with lion's mane for focus. Cordyceps are amazing for uh, endurance, by the way. So if you ever want to oh. try that, highly suggest it. What else? There are, there's reishi. I'm not sure about the benefits of reishi, but you, you can't go wrong with, with experimenting with these things because they have a lot of value. I, I would say, be careful of what company you get it from Considering that you're getting benefits, Mud Water, I, I think works very well. Um, another one is for Sigmatic. They're another great company, but mm-hmm. the, there are a lot of companies out there that like to spin a specific narrative and make it out to be much more than what it actually is. But yeah, it, it just comes down to experimentation, in my opinion.
0: I'll have to do more research on that because I didn't look at the exact dosages, the the quality of the actual mushrooms inside did seem good. Mm. So I'm assuming it's good. I, I wonder if there's like a a cheaper option because this is one of those brands where it's like marketed real well, so they have the chance to charge premium prices. Yeah. but yeah, it <laughs> in terms of uh, mushrooms, I've done magic mushrooms once Mm, yeah i have i've microdosed a few times but i i know i remember talking to you about it uh a while back do you think would you recommend magic mushrooms to anyone and everyone or
1: (laughs) uh legal disclaimer or this is not medical advice so i'm not willing to (laughs) i'm not willing to recommend them to anybody yeah um i would say listen If you want to take that action, that's your decision to make, but you have to understand that this is one of the most powerful inputs that you are willingly willing to put in your body. Um, So you have to tread with caution. You have to educate yourself a lot prior to any experience. Um, That means dosage, what the physical effects, mental effects are, um, as well as any negative side effects, because... For example, if you have a history of mental illness in your family, that's not something you want to fuck around with. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I would say educate yourself prior and go into it with a very open mind because it will, it will shake shit up in your world. <laughs> <I've>, <laughs> that's I've had, good advice. I've had quite a bit of experience with, uh, with psilocybin and LSD as well.
0: That's something I'm looking to try next is LSD. I did psilocybin up in the woods at like a cabin for like a weekend trip. We went up there and we just walked around the forest all day and thought everything, (laughs) like everything (laughs) just blew our minds. Like we saw like snow on the floor and we're like, holy shit. Like, look at that. Yeah. Overall, it was a good time. Yeah. And It's definitely something I want to dive more into because like that me just experiencing it kind of broke my skepticism of it because it wasn't Mm -hmm. like that crazy. Right. It's, it's for psilocybin at least, I don't know about LSD, but it's like, you're not seeing fucking rainbows and (laughs) like a fucking lion isn't going to pop out of nowhere. Right. It's more so like an introspective journey if you're in the right Environment, so yeah. With all of this, I would, as well, preface to like educate yourself and make sure you're doing yeah. it when you're in a good position in life, mentally, and you can be in a good environment with good people.
1: Yeah, because I mean, I've I've seen a lot of problems that arise from from the usage of psychedelics, and a lot of young people, frankly, abuse them, and they're not emotionally mature enough to handle. Um, the power of such substances. So it's, it's a very, uh, tread with caution. That's, that's all I can really yeah. say. Tread with caution.
0: <laughs> I feel that.
1: So, I mean, my next experience that I really want, I mean, just because I've, I've learned so much about it and I'm curious is a uh, DMT. That's, mm. that's the big daddy of, of all the substances yeah. from what I've read. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can I can't even describe it. I just have to experience it and then report back. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. But who knows? Maybe we get on another podcast once you've had that experience, and we can just talk about the lessons learned from that.
1: Oh, big time, man, big time. Because there there are a lot of things that you can talk about from that whole from that whole experience.
0: Yeah, man. Well, I think we've been doing this for like an hour and twenty minutes. So passes by, man. It really does. That was a great conversation, man. I appreciate you for coming on. It was very different from what I'm used to doing, but it was good. We talked, we touched on many good topics. So uh, with that, where can people find you on social media? What do you have to offer? I'm not, I'm not opposed to people offering their services. I think it can be very helpful to some people. So why not Mm. offer it?
1: Um, you can find me on Instagram at Zaid K Dahaj. So Z-A-I-D-K-D-A-H-H-A-J. Uh, on Twitter, you can find me at Zader, Z-A-I-D-E-Triple-R. And then I have a podcast as well called the 2AM called Podcast with two of my uh, closest friends. And for any offering, I mean, I mainly, uh, I mainly help people. I mainly coach people through discipline. Uh, discipline, health, general mindset. Uh, so if you want to get in touch with me, just send me a DM on any of those platforms. But yeah, it's mainly uh, mainly where you can find me.
0: Oh yeah, brother. I love it. With that, until next time, brother Zaid.
1: Appreciate you, brother Dan. Thank you for having me on.
0: And that's a wrap. Thank you everyone that tuned in for the entirety of this episode. I truly hope you enjoyed it. I had a great time talking with Zaid and he seemed to have a great time as well. So overall i am very happy till the next episode uh make sure you follow subscribe whatever it may be for whatever platform you are listening to this on leave a rating if you can and as always if you want to join the modern mastery community go to join.modernmastery.co and see what it has to offer because this is truly helping people level up in all areas of life. So until then, I will see you next time.